0: And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg.
1: And welcome back in third and final hour here on Tuesday. And also the hour in which we will announce today's winner of a pair of tickets to the Outlaw Music Festival, which is happening let me, uh, let me give you all the details because you're going to want to, if you don't buy tickets, you're going to want to buy tickets to this yourself. Uh, and they go on sale on Friday. So we actually have your chance to win them before you can buy them. I've always wanted to say that. It's Win It Before You Can Buy a week here on WBSM. We've got tickets to see Willie Nelson and the Outlaw Music Festival coming up. So... The show is September sixteenth at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield. The lineup features Willie Nelson and Family, Bobby Weir and Wolf Brothers, featuring the Wolf Pack, and that's that's Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead. The String Cheese Incident, Los Lobos, who you might remember for their cover in the eighties of La Bamba from the movie, and they've they've great music. And uh, Particle Kid, who is actually Willie Nelson's son. Uh, so this this whole big lineup is going to be a full day of music. On Saturday, September 16th at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, tickets go on sale this Friday, April 28th at 10 a.m. at livenation.com. But because our friends at livenation.com want you to be able to win tickets, they've given them to us before they go on sale and we'll be giving them away all week long. So if you go to WBSM.com, you can click win Willie Nelson tickets at the top of your screen, or you should see a picture of Willie Nelson pop up on the right hand side, uh, in the, the what's trending area, the, um, the featured area there. You can also go on the app, and if your app is all updated, you sh- should see a button in the middle of the screen that says, when will ticks? And if you can't find it on the app, you know, if it's probably because your app needs, to, needs an update, needs a refresh. You can uninstall it and reinstall it if you need to do that. Uh, or what I do usually is I will um, hit the button. I have an Android phone, so I'll hit the close all button. Because sometimes you have it open and you might not be using it anymore. You might have turned off the stream or turned off the podcast you were listening to or closed out the story you were reading, but the app is still actually open. So if you close the app or even if you just restart your phone, that might help uh, clear it out so that you will have the latest version of it there. And if you can't still find it on your app, you can just go to WBSM.com on your phone's mobile browser and you'll see the ability to win it there. So just go to the page, enter in all your information, and then we'll draw a winner at some point before the end of this hour. And we'll be giving away a pair every day all this week. So you enter there, then you win to see if you, you listen to see if you are the winner. And that's how we'll be giving away lots of tickets coming up. But so excited to give away Willie Nelson for you because I know he, he is a living legend and it's his 90th birthday next week. So you got to go out and see Willie and, and help him celebrate his 90th year. So we were talking in the first couple of hours about the shakeup in cable news yesterday. And Again, I think the the Don Lemon firing is noteworthy. But I also don't think it's as you know, it's it's not nearly as much of a seismic change as Fox News getting rid of Tucker Carlson. Because Don Lemon had already been relegated to this morning show. You can say you can follow the, the, the company line that they've been giving, which is that they they wanted to have a strong presence in the morning. They wanted to have a, a morning show that people would tune into. And so they put him on there because he was one of their more dynamic people. And that he thought, they thought he would mesh well with what's it, Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. I like Caitlin Collins a lot. Uh, I follow her on social media. She's very insightful behind the scenes and, and very funny. Uh, she, she wears sneakers everywhere. That's kind of her thing. So she's always like posting about how I shouldn't be wearing sneakers here, but I am. Um, so I, I find it fun. I I follow a lot of reporters and commentators on social media because I think it's kind of fun to see the behind the scenes of how it all works. You know, that's, and that's the people say to me all the time, well, you don't watch Fox news because you don't agree with it. Well, that's true. I don't agree with it. But that's not the main reason why I don't watch it. I don't watch it because the visual presentation of it annoys me. Like the, the way that it's laid out on the screen, the, the chyrons that they use, and the, the it's, to me it looks like something from 2004 that never upgraded. So I've never been able to, to watch it because I don't like the presentation, the visual style of it. I don't watch New England Cable News. Because I don't like the visual presentation of it. I don't like the fact that they got rid of the Chiron at the bottom and instead of having, you know, a solid framed one, they, they put the, the they put the headline of the news story down on the screen and in different fonts all the time. And it's distracting. Pardon me, I had to sneeze. So I I just don't like the visual presentation of it. But I I still follow some of the the folks that are on there because I'd like to see again how it all works behind the scenes that's just something that interests me from the first time I ever walked on a television set and, and probably even before I was just it's something that I was nerdy about as I've, I've said here before one of my favorite shows as a kid that I watched religiously every week was Ask the Manager on TV38 where Meg Levine and I forget who the manager was of the station at the time. I can picture him in my in my head, but I, I don't remember his name. They would have a TV show on a Saturday or Sunday morning at like 7 o'clock in the morning where they would talk about the way the station runs and they would answer viewer mail questions. And so that's how I learned about how, like, why does Channel 38 show these movies, but Channel 56 shows these movies? I'd really like to see this movie on the movie loft. Well, we can't show that movie on the movie loft because we don't have the rights to show that movie. Channel 56 does. Or Channel 25. Because I'm going back to the pre-Fox days even. And so I learned all about things like syndication packages. I learned about why, you know, uh, why Channel 56... We're showing Godzilla movies, while Channel Thirty Eight might show, you know, Universal monsters. It's because of the syndication packages. Who had the rights? Uh, they talked about why they run certain sitcoms. You know, back then there was no Wikipedia that you could look it up and say how many episodes are there of Three's Company. Well, that was in the TV Thirty Eight, or that was in Fifty Six. How many episodes are there of MASH? And you couldn't find that out just by like googling it because there was no Google. But then you would hear the manager talking about, well, there's 148 episodes of MASH and we can do that. that." So it's like, whoa, I'm learning things that I didn't know about something that I care about. So, and I've said this before, like one of my dreams as a kid was to be a booth announcer. To be the guy that between the shows, you know, as, as one show was ending and they rolled the credits for it, you'd hear that voice come over and say, tonight on Three's Company, Jack gets into trouble when he comes home and finds Chrissy in his bed. That's the Reese Company at 6.30 on WLVI, living 56. Like, that's what I wanted to do for a living. No pun intended. And I think I was drawn to 56 for that because of the programming that they show, but also because my uncle worked there when I was a kid. He died when I was young. But I think that that kind of drew me toward, toward that one. But I would have worked at 38, sure. But that's, I geeked out on all that stuff is the point. And so I still geek out on it now. I, I was on Channel 7 when I was, I think, 12 years old, 11 years old, 11 years old. It was the summer of 1989. Still one of the best summers of all time, in my opinion. But I had written to this kid's show on Channel 7 about how, to, how I learned how to make a wave machine in school. And I'd like to come on and demonstrate it on TV. And they had me go on and I got to go and be on a TV set. And I was like, Wow looks a lot bigger on TV. And every show that I've ever done since that that has been, <laughs> been the recurring theme. It always looks a lot bigger on TV. I used to do CNN8 Sports Pulse, uh, which was on, you know, the what became the Comcast network, which I don't even think that's around anymore, but I used to do the show Sports Pulse with Ed Berliner. You know, Tim Weisberg from the Standard Times talked Celtics coming up, you know, or Patriots or whatever. And the first time I walked onto that set I was like it's a it's a table It's just a table and chairs like there's no set and that's kind of what it was. It was just table and chairs with a backdrop. But anyway, that's why I follow everybody because I like to see all that stuff. I know I'm kind of rambling on but I like to geek out about these things and I think some of you do as well. I hope that some of you geek out about radio history because if you remember me mentioning it yesterday, I'm reading a book that came out quite a few years ago but it was written by Donna Halper. And it's Boston Radio, 1920 to 2010, and it traces the history of radio in Massachusetts. And this area played a huge part in that. This area played a huge part in the birth of radio. We all know about Colonel Green and the radio station that he had over at Round Hill. But one of the first radio stations in the area was in Marion and then moved to Mattapoisett. And some of the important people in the business were here. So I had mentioned yesterday Irving Vermilia, who started that station in Marion and moved to Mattapois, and he started the first station in New Bedford. And so I invited Donna Halper to come on the program. She's going to join us Friday morning at 11. And to talk about Irving Vermilia and Colonel Green and discuss the early radio stations here on the South Coast. And she pointed out something that I didn't know. She said, let's not forget the late, great Eunice Randall, the first woman announcer who was the pride of Mattapoisett. So I've been reading this book and I've seen Eunice Randall's name come up multiple times as being the first female announcer on the radio and being somebody who was hugely influential. But I didn't realize that she's actually from Mattapoisett. So there we go. Another – Notch on the cap of the South Coast when it comes to radio history. So we're going to kick out on that on Friday. Hopefully you will enjoy it. But uh, if if you don't, uh, I promise you it's not going to be, you know, the whole entire hour. Mm -hmm. But maybe. It depends on how long Donna can give us. But uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that conversation because I just love learning about the history of this business. And I love learning about the history of this area. And I hope that you will as well. So that will be Friday morning at 11. So that's that's pretty incredible that we've we've made that much of a contribution. And, you know, we haven't been around, WBSM hasn't been around since 1920, but the spirit of what a lot of these stations did way back then are still around. And some of those Boston stations are still around. They've, they might have changed call letters over the year, but the, the lineage is still there. And we can talk about some of that as well. So I'm looking forward to that discussion Friday morning. All right, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. We also can take your app chat messages on the WBSM app. Uh, you can also, let's see, L in Somerset says on app chat, got it, but how can you move the calendar way back instead of one month at a time? I don't know what you're referring to for a calendar on entering the contest on the app. I don't, I don't know. Don't know where you are. You might, Al, if you're listening, you might just want to go to WBSM.com on your mobile browser. That might be easier for you. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. when the switch because old that i can hardly believe they really think we're getting out of control radio is, radio is- and welcome back in yeah so i I've, i'm very excited to have that conversation on friday talking about south coast radio in the early days of the medium and uh, and i had mentioned that Eunice Randall the first female announcer was from Matapoiset but Uh, One of the interesting things, and we can talk about this more with with, with Donna Halper on Friday, but one of the interesting things that I found is one of the ways they programmed radio stations back then was they would have female announcers for women-centric programs, things about household matters, and shopping. They actually had radio shopping programs where they would have female hosts, female announcers, who would come on and talk about certain products and people would call the radio station and and buy the products. So we got to find out more about that. Oh, okay. Al says it asked for his birth date and he couldn't advance the calendar. I I don't know how that works, Al. Um, Let me me open the app. So when you hit birth date, uh, you can... If you click the year up in the upper left hand corner, you can change to it to the year that you were born. Um, so you want to click the button, click where it says 2023 when you click on it. Click that and that will allow you to change the year and then you can find the month and the day from there. Hopefully that helps to anybody that's listening and, and couldn't figure it out. Uh, so yeah, so imagine that. Imagine that shopping on the radio. I still want to do the swap meet thing. I, I have to talk to Michael Rockabout because I know I know he's not going to be thrilled with the idea. I know he's not going to love it. He's going to say that, that that doesn't sound interesting, but I think it would be. I think I think doing it would be fun. We've had a few callers that have suggested it. You know, maybe what I'll do is I'll have you all submit what's the weirdest thing that you would want to sell, the weirdest item that you have that would be for sale. And then we'll see if we can put it out there and get it sold for you. I think I think that might be kind of fun. What is the weirdest thing you would sell? I'd want to know because chances are I'd want I'd want to buy it. What was the? Um, so I'm friends with uh, Mike Zahn, you know, social media friends. I, I've only met him a few times, but he was uh, on that show Oddities that was on one of those cable channels where they had the store and. The obscure antique store and they would sell all these strange items and it was about like what weird items would come in and so he sells those weird items on social media now and he had one yesterday that was like a hot dog in a box. Like you open up the box and it springs up with a hot dog that stands straight up. And he wanted thirty bucks for it. And I, I gave seriously serious consideration to buying it because it was just so odd. Maybe maybe if uh maybe if I win on, on the Celtics game tonight Maybe I'll do that. Answered seven in a cushion. We were talking about sports betting before. Answered seven in a cushion and sent in a Snapchat message saying, there are lots of promos on bet apps. Fanual has a promo. Bet MGM has a promo. DraftKings has one too. Winbet has one too. I've done all of them and withdrew my winnings and then closed two of them. So, yeah, that's – I went with DraftKings because they're a local company and I have a friend that works for them. Uh, so I want to, you know, support, support their business model. And um, not that, you know – he gives me any advice or anything. I I watch his videos, but I don't I don't take any gambling advice. I just bet on the Celtics. That's, that's what I was doing. I was bet on the, oh the spread is five point five. Okay, if the Celtics won by six. I'll I'll bet on the Celtics, and so that's what I was doing. I was just betting on the Celtics to to cover the spread, and so to you know to win the game and to cover the spread. So that is all that I had an interest to interest for, but it was. You know, you know just the local factor of it like bet MGM has you know Kevin Garnett pushing it but it's not a local company it's not a Massachusetts company um like Draftkings is so I know I could go into the mall and get free bets out of all of them but I just don't want to get into all that I didn't think that I would even do it for this long it was just trying it out so I could talk about it on the air and, and have some experience with it but I'm, you know i'm I'm kind of enjoying it a little bit Again, once I lose, I won't enjoy it as much, but as long as the Celtics keep winning and I keep winning, I'll, I'll be happy. 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in, you can also um, send us those app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemail, so we'll play on the air through the WBSM app. And it's also where you can read all of our stories as well. And uh, there's... As I mentioned earlier, but I'll mention it again. It's worth checking out if you haven't seen it. There's a photo gallery of all of the damage, well, some of the damage, that was done during the inmate uprising Friday at the Bristol County House of Correction. Sheriff Paul Herod does not like us using the term riot, but it, that's colloquially, that's what it was. That's what people will refer to it as. And so you can see the $200,000 worth of damage that was done, including destroying an entire control console, which... I don't. I, I don't know anything about corrections. I don't know anything about it. But it it looked like it could use some updating. So there's that at least. Um, and taking a look around at some of the damage that was done, you know, just anything that they could rip off the walls. that looked like it. There's photos of some weapons that they had actually fashioned. There was a shiv that they had made. Uh, they had taken a doorknob and tried to turn that into a weapon. So there was. There was all of those photos. And then um, Arthur Hirsch wrote for New Bedford Light that uh, the, there was a smell permeating of homemade alcohol, like homemade liquor. So I don't, I don't know what that was all about, but uh, that's just part of it. So if you check that out, you can see all those photos at WBSM.com and on the app and get an idea for yourself. And it, there's a few photos that are in the story, but keep scrolling down. And there's, uh, there's I think, 46 photos of all the damage that was done. So you can see it for yourself. And of course, when they release the after action review, when they release the video footage, then, and you know, if that's provided to us, we will also make sure that we put that up for you to see as well. Because there's, you know, a lot of folks have said, hey, we we want to see what went on. We want to see the way that it was handled. And I think Sheriff Harrow is going to want to get that footage out there as quick as he can. Uh, there's no, as far as we know, there's no lawsuits coming out of this. So, It shouldn't be held up and held on to like the um, ICE detention riot footage was. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM.
2: Good morning, Tim. Gilly Saffield.
1: Hey, Gilly. How you doing?
2: How you doing? Can I just say, on my mind, I want to bring the attention to the people out there, how the police department works. I filed a complaint against an officer, and it's funny. I filed a complaint, and they, and they made a decision, and they went down there and they questioned down the trip towers. They questioned a few residents there, and a few residents down there don't particularly care for me. They have lied and everything, but my complaint is. I file a complaint against an officer. They investigate the case. They go down to uh, trip Towers and they question a few of the people that weren't even involved in the case. I asked the officer to talk to the person that works there, Matt. Okay, he was there present when he heard everything that happened, but they chose to talk to Forbes. Uh, Four or five people, they said. And I know one of the they weren't even around. But the question is, they made a decision, okay, that there wasn't any proof, you know, what happened and everything. I made the complaint. I'm the guy that made the complaint. They never questioned me. They never called me to come in so they can question me. How can they make a decision if they don't question the person that made the, the complaint?
1: Well, did, did did the complaint include your entire recount of what happened?
2: Yes. Matter of fact, it was a female officer, and i wanted to say like the way it happened. Now, everybody that knows me, I have no gripe to giving a woman officer a report or a male report. And I always ask, I asked her, and she's, she's filling in from the north end. So I asked her if she can get me a supervisor. In the report, she puts that I asked for a male officer. Anybody that knows me, I'm not going to ask for a male officer. I respect the police. So she chose. She even told me to leave. Well, she'll have me arrested.
1: So, so Without, I mean, so what, what? What is it that you're you're, you're questioning here? You want to find out what repercussions you well, have I want here? To or?
2: Find out protocol. Wouldn't you ask the person that filed the complaint? Before you make a decision, should I have been uh, questioned?
1: I I guess. I mean that's that's how I would expect that it would go.
2: Well, right now here's what here's the follow-up. I was told that I was going to get a letter saying that unless I have something more, and I said to the person that was calling me. You know, in fact, last night at the city council meeting, the chief was there, and I talked to him about it. He says, "Well, I'll look into it." Well, this morning I get a call from one of his person that they told him to reach out to me. But they can't change the decision unless I get new facts. Why did you make a decision? They're talking about protocol. Shouldn't the person that filed the complaint been questioned?
1: I would think so. I, I don't know. I mean, I would. That's, I, that's,
2: I would. Why do the, that's why they don't do the majority of them don't do their job.
1: Okay. Well, I don't, know. I don't know if you can extrapolate that based on this one experience. I just
2: did. I just did. Okay. And he reached out. After them, oh, if you got something new, you know, just the way we've seen it. By particle, you're supposed to call the person that filed a complaint. I filed a complaint. I should have been called to see, you know, and be interviewed. Like, they were down there, and they interviewed people that weren't even involved.
1: So then so then, what do you do at this point where Where do you take it from here?
2: Where can you take it? you already made that decision
1: yeah i't don't, I don't, I'm not sure I would say reach out no, reach I out to reach out said. to the chief's office
2: i did I did it last night at the at the city council meeting and he says I'll look into it. The gentleman called me says the deputy told me to, to reach out to you, but if you don't have no more oof, they got to stick with that decision.
1: Well, I, again, I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but at least, at least, you got his ear on it. Yeah, but the, the bottom line is, how many other people get, Excuse the word. I don't want
2: to use that some bad word. They well, don't get don't. a fair treatment. I have a big mouth, and I got Kahuna's to speak up against anybody. Okay, so now they're listening because Gilly Saffiolas is making a complaint. Let them police officers do their job.
1: All right. well, yeah, I think I think they heard you. I got to hold you there because I got to take a break, but thank you for the call. Okay. Have a good one. And uh and yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's police the, the police are listening. They they have a sound in the background. They hear the things we say. They they heard you there. Uh, I do have to take a break. Uh make sure that you get over there right now and enter in for your tickets to Willie Nelson because we're going to be giving those away in just a few moments. We'll be back in just a few moments with more here on W And welcome back in. Uh, We are going to announce now our winner of today's pair of tickets to see Willie Nelson and the Outlaw Music Festival September 16th at Xfinity Center in Mansfield. Win it before you can buy it. We're giving them away all week long. They don't go on sale until Friday, but we're going to have your chance to win them before you can buy them. And I got to tell you, people want these tickets. We've got a Bunch of people who have entered to win so many entries so far, but we picked today's winner, and it is Manny Silva. Manny, you are the winner of the tickets, and um, just in case there are multiple Manny Silvas who entered, because it's a pretty common name, uh, the one whose birthday is April 28th. You are the winner. And so uh, what we will do is we will send you an email. Casey will send you an email with all the information of how to claim your tickets. And uh, these are digital tickets, too, by the way, folks. So uh, these will be sent to your Live Nation account. So if you want to win, make sure that you have a Live Nation account. Super easy to set up. You can either use their app or their website. And all it really takes is you putting in your email address and uh, that way there, we send them to you directly so you have them on your device. And when you go there, you just show them your phone. They scan you. You go right in. All right. 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good, good morning. You're on WBSM.
0: Hey, how's it going? I wasn't going to call, but I just uh, heard uh, Gilly Safiola speaking about some issues he's having, mm-hmm. I believe. Trying to utilize Internal Affairs. Well, you know, I've been, uh, you know, without us getting information, uh, we will never understand or come to an understanding of why they make some of the decisions they make, and I and I believe once you get the information, a lot of the times, most of the time, you can understand why a decision was made once you see the facts and the and, and the information. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you go to get this information, they normally give it to you, right? No problem. But there are times uh, that it's almost impossible, or now. In my case, they're trying to charge me hundreds of dollars to get information pertaining to an officer, okay? The same officer, a few years back, called me at 5 in the morning, right? Uh, and I didn't know why until recent, right? So years have gone by. He utilized his uh, access um, to the to the police department information where they can, you know, check for warrants or numbers, cell phone numbers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You got it? Sure. And uh, and, uh, it, 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 and I was friendly with the gentleman, so I didn't think too much of it at the time, but he came up to me, had my cell phone, and go to find out, he was involved. He, he wasn't even an officer at the time. He was on leave. I mean, he was actually suspended or something. He wasn't supposed to be carrying a badge, a gun. He's not an officer, technically. still paid, whatever. I didn't know this. So uh, by, you know the public not knowing. So I'm sitting there, I'm in the, in the vehicle at 5 a.m. in the morning with a who I think is an officer, right? He has personal information of mine and go to find out what had happened is he wanted to know whether or not I had video on the crime that he committed. He didn't tell me that, but he was nervous. and I And he's like, Hey, you got any videos? Did you get videos of me? And I'm like, no, dude, you're you're one of the good guys, right? Why I don't? Why would I have videos of you? You know, uh, and, and and go to find out some serious crimes were committed, and I'm trying to get all the information, you know. And of course, they don't understand. I already have most of it, but it's just the point. And I'm trying to get this information, and they're stonewalling
1: me. Well, with, you, you you said they're trying to charge you. What what are what are the justifications for the charges? What are
0: they? Well, apparently, what the justification is that an officer. Has to look at every line and and, and redact. So basically, I got to hire an officer to look through every page because there's hundreds of pages, hundreds and hundreds of pages.
1: Has, has the person already gone to court for these alleged crimes, or
0: they are in the process? And what I, But that, that's not it. There are prior situations that he w- uh, was being investigated by the Eternal affairs, which I believe at the time was head by who the chief is now. And, uh, you know, there are some situations that were happening that the public didn't know about. And I want to know the outcome. I want to know the outcome of of, of that situation, who, what, where, and why and the whole deal. I mean, it's all right. And you, you, it doesn't matter who you, you are. It's you, can't, right to you can't get documentation.
1: documentation from the court?
0: I did. That's where I got it. But there's internal stuff that didn't make it to the court before all of this. You get sure. what I mean? Yep. So there was stuff happening before the criminal charges, and he was still a, 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 an officer, but they were investigating him at the time. So I want to know the outcome. What are the allegations? You know, and, and you notice I'm not saying the the, the the ex-officer's name at this point, but I'm, I'm waiting for all the facts, and I'm trying to get everything. And, you know, of course, you know, they want to charge me hundreds of dollars uh, uh, for information that should be public. I mean, can they legally do it? I'm sure they wouldn't be doing it because the mayor's attorneys looked at it.
1: Yeah, I'm so, sure I'm sure it's just a matter of, you know, they need to pass on the cost of the person spending time to do that because there would probably be overtime because they don't have enough maybe, manpower. Maybe
0: gets involved. I mean, I get it, but obviously they're being very careful. And, uh, you know, you can redact every person's name out of there. We, we can fill in the blanks. And I have... I have enough to fill in the blanks with with the information I already have. But the point is, I want to see what they do. Because it it, it tells. There's something that needs to change over there at the Eternal Affairs. Something needs to change. You can't have them watching themselves. I'm sorry. I'm not sure if there's. uh, And I'm not saying there's any wrongdoing. I, I respect these guys. You know that. Yeah, you just
1: want to find out if there was. That's all. Right.
0: I want to know what the hell's going on. I mean. And uh, uh I believe there should be a citizen on that board. I don't think we have a citizen on that board, do we? I
1: don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think
0: so. Mean... I mean, there should be eyes on all this stuff. You know, obviously somebody reputable. I'm, You know what I mean? Not, you know, not just anyone, but someone reputable that can look at these things and make sure that everything's on the up and up. You know what I mean? And, and have a different perspective. Uh Because when you just have... Uh, because they have a brotherhood and they look out for each other, uh, uh, which for the most part isn't wrong. But when 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 one of them do wrong and they stick up for him, you're, you're corrupting the whole uh, foundation uh, of of what what it means to be a police officer. You know, I mean, there's nothing sure. worse than a than a cop that can't fly straight. Nothing. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. All right, man. I'll
0: talk to you. I'll talk to you later. Yeah.
1: You have a good one. And uh, caller, hang on. I'm going to get to you in one second. I just want to address this quick question that came in via app chat. Uh, Duke in Fall River asked, "Do you have to enter every day or just once to win the Willie Nelson tickets? You only need to enter once." So what it'll do is it'll put your name in in the. Um, so we basically have a, a you know a, a random generator that allows us to pick. So entering just once is all that you need to do. You are now entered. Once you enter once, you are entered in for the entire time. But if you you know, I, I, I guess if you enter multiple times, it increases the number of chances that you have to have your name pulled. So there's that. But yeah, you, once you're in, you're in. So uh, I don't know if it'll let you in, enter multiple times. I don't know. I've never tried it. So um I don't know I don't I don't enter cuz I'm not not eligible to win. I work here. But uh you you've certainly if you've entered once you are certainly in the mix to win and uh but it is it will be different for each contest. So even though the box looks different, you know, the next time we give away tickets in a couple of weeks when we give away tickets to Boston Calling, uh you know, that'll be It'll look like it's the same on on the page, the same thing, but it's it's a different contest. These are all built as different contests in, in, in our system. So you'll want to make sure every time there's a different contest, you enter at least once. But you only need to enter one time per contest. So I hope that clears that up. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Oh, are you there? Did I press the button? All right, I did. Hello, once, twice. Okay. Well, you can call back and uh, we will get you on the air. Why don't we take our final break of the hour and we'll be back in a few moments. (coughs) 6 0 we have a few moments remaining in the hour if you want to call in and chime in on any of the things we've been talking about tonight. Uh, today, I was, I said tonight because uh, I'm pushing out the podcast for last night, South Coast Tonight. Marcus was not in last night, uh, so Jessica Machado filled in. And if you missed out on that and you want to hear it, uh, you'll be able to do that via podcast on the WBSM app or at WBSM.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And uh, you can hear last night's edition of the program. Uh, Marcus will be back tonight, and uh, and I'm sure he's got a a packed show for you. And I'm sure he'll have some things to say as well about the topic we were talking about earlier, which is the the firings of Tucker Carlson and and Don Lemon. As I said, Tucker Carlson is a brand unto himself. You know, I I think most of you know that I don't I don't agree with him a lot of things. I I I think that he's think that he's a clown. I think the fact that he pushes some of the things that he pushes is despicable. Uh, but he has a following and he has an audience and I think he has the ability. So, so here's where the question comes in. And it's a question that everybody that's in media right now has to has to answer for themselves. Do you think your audience translates to new media? You know, the the, the knock on... Uh, the the viewership audience of of Fox News is that you have, well, it's not really a knock, but it's like you have a majority of middle America. You have older people. You have maybe some less technologically savvy people. So, how much of your audience is going to be able to follow you if you go to something? And I say less technically savvy because they're TV watchers. They're not getting their news from from the internet or from from apps or or from other places. They're they're tuning into a television show. To get their news and information, so how much of it will translate if you do go to new media? If you do start your own online streaming network, if you do start a podcast, if you do start, you know, your own um, your own YouTube channel or any of these things, like how easily will people be able to get that information and and get access to that? You know, if you look at Mark Levin, he started his his alternate media but he's also still on the radio every day promoting it and he can talk you through it the same way we do. You know, we have the app so that you don't have to listen to the to the broadcast streams but we can use the radio to promote that and to talk you through how to access it. So, I think you have to kind of look at that and say how much how much of that audience is going to follow you over. Obviously, the millions of people that are tuning in every night are not necessarily going to translate to millions of people following you to a new project, but you can still be pretty profitable. Not to mention Unless they have just cause for firing him, he's going to get paid the remainder of his contract. So they might negotiate a settlement for it. They might negotiate we're going to pay you X amount of money out of it. But he's still going to get paid. So it's not like he has to run right back to work. Um, But maybe you want to strike while the iron is hot too. Maybe you want to be able to, uh, to, to have your voice heard. In all of this that's going on. So, well, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, listen, I, I'm not not a not a huge fan of him, and and not a huge fan of some of the stuff that he's promoted. But if if, if he wants a couple of fill in shifts here at WBSM, he can call me. You know, maybe maybe he wants to you know fill in so, so I can take a day off. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you would love that, right? So we've got a few shifts here and there, Tucker. If you're you know if you're okay with, I don't know, we'll. Probably pay you minimum wage and I'll give you a seize the deal certificate. I got a couple extras of those. That should be worth it, right? Of course, I'm kidding. But anyway, that'll do it for me for today. Stay tuned. We have Bill O'Reilly coming up, followed by Barry Richard. Then after that, Howie Carr. And make sure, too speaking of Tucker, head on over to WBSM.com and the app and read Barry's article about the local connection to Tucker Carlson. I think you'll find that pretty interesting. And, uh, and of course, after Howie Carr, we'll have South Coast tonight, Mark Levin, Charlie Kirk, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. So until then, everybody out there, have a great day and enjoy every sandwich.